This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, I, uh, uh, something we discussed yesterday, I, I finally came to a decision on, um, you asked yesterday, it was kind of found out about the whole Eddie Van Halen thing right before the show. So I, I told you, like, as I was walking into the I hadn't had I, time to ponder because right. I was working. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, what, what would my favorite Van Halen song be? I don't know what number one is for me. I've, I've come to the conclusion it's Everybody Wants Some. It's a good one. It's a good one. You know, you're semi-good looking. <laughs> it's a great line. <laughs> yeah, it's a strong one. I remember just listening to that one a lot when I was a kid. Okay. Um, and just thought of the, the whole thing in the middle where he's talking and, yeah, hey, where'd you get those cool. shoes? And <laughs> <laughs> I wore out Van Halen one. That was probably the, the album good I listened yeah. to the most. 84 I listened to a lot too. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate, but, right. you know, it yeah. is what it is. And Absolutely. Life goes on and. Well, the NFL is moving on, maybe. Yeah, it hasn't been a good day for NFL news necessarily. Once again, yes, the Titans having uh, two more positive tests today. Uh, and uh, Paul Kaharski, who is a friend of SNR. We have yeah, him, right. We have him on every year at the Combine. And uh, he reported today that the Titans uh, were caught on film, and the video is out there, Working out over the weekend when they were told specifically by the uh, NFL they were not permitted to be around each other. Wow. That's a dumb thing to do. I mean, every eye in the world's on you right now, too. And it's, I mean, I get the competitiveness. We even get a chance to practice all week. We got a big game coming up. We need to go out and, and try to get better. But, man, I mean. And Tannehill was part of that. Was he? Yeah. I mean, remember what you read? I think it was Friday when we left. Maybe it was Thursday. Straight, straight from Roger Goodell, if you're breaking policy. That was Monday. No, that was Monday. Monday, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, time flies. That, hey, there's going to be ramifications. There's going to be draft picks lost. Maybe even that crazy forfeit word. word, word Heavy fines, yeah, all that right. good stuff. I, you know, I'm of the belief now that I don't know that you make them forfeit, the whole team no. forfeit. But it might be fine time. I would be open to fines and or a suspension of a game. Or draft picks lost or something yeah. like that, too. For, the, I mean. for those guys, and they've got them on film. One of them was Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, but you know what? You're kind of ruining it for everybody you here. You broke the rules here. <laughs> right, you right. flaunted the rules, and you went to a, you, you went. We told you to stay away from each other. Mm-hmm. You then went and had a practice outside your facility. Uh, you signed up for this when, you know, you, you could have opted out. Into. And could, we told you again. Yeah. And you're the team messing it up for everybody. I feel bad for them. I don't want anyone to be sick or anything like, you know, to, to be under the weather or, or, you know, or even not play. But that's dumb. You know, I mean, it, and we've talked about this a lot. Like, the NFL, and it was a little bit of an inconvenience to the Steelers, can move things around for one game. But what if they can't play the Bills this week? You know, because. Well, here's the other thing. The if if they NFL. make, if, if, they, if the NFL tells the Titans that they're going to have to forfeit to the Bills next week. 
this weekend. Steelers should be like, hey. The Steelers should get a forfeit as well. Right. If there's a forfeit involved. I mean, again, we talked right. about this Monday. And I think that's a last. That's, that's as bad as it But right. that was before we knew that they'd continue to break the rules. <laughs> right. That's exactly true. I mean, that changes everything for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes me think you guys deserve a penalty. I'm not sure a you harsh, deserve a lot. Harsh penalty. A harsh penalty. Right. It's bad. I mean. Like, I don't know that taking away a draft pick matters to the players. Does that, does that doesn't, af- yeah. over that or, that doesn't yeah. affect the players on the field. Mm-hmm. What affects them is, A, uh, huge fines. Yeah. B, uh, again, uh, either a suspension or they forfeit those games. What do you mean by a suspension? Like the players all the get player, The guys who were involved in I think there were like eight. Mm-hmm. The guys who were involved in that, you got to sit. Might be true. I, mean, I think that's better than forfeiting a game. I mean, like we talked about Monday – that's never really happened in the history of the league, and I don't, I just don't think it's fair. But again, if if you go that route, then you've you've changed the competitive balance of the league again because now you're not sitting against the Steelers who you forfeit. Oh, right, right. You know, you're sitting against the Bills. Right. I mean, <laughs> that that's my problem with the whole situation is if we benefit the Bills so greatly. They didn't do anything to deserve that, right? You know, and the Steelers deserve. They weren't the same inconvenienced thing. at all. No, right? They weren't inconvenienced. In at fact, all. they're gonna they're gonna reap benefits from this potentially. Massive. Like, I mean, of Jeffrey Simmons is a very really good football player, and he's not going to play in this and game. He's not going to play. Daquan right. Jones is their best run stuffer. He's not going to play in this game. Yeah, right. Exactly. And maybe the Steelers would have mopped the floor with those guys a week ago, and now they're a different team a couple weeks from now, and everybody's back. And I'm not even thinking Bills versus Steelers, like. If I'm a Patriots fan, I'm not happy because right. boy, the Bills get to walk over this good. team. They don't have to play. They don't have to do anything, <laughs> right? You know, so I mean, that, that's a slippery slope, I guess. It's a very slippery slope, but another the, team shouldn't benefit. I, I think I think the league should really throw the book at them in terms of you got to set the precedent too. Massive fines, yeah, um, and you, a draft pick to make draft sure picks, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's. I mean, one team's getting all the tests. Yeah. And I understand it can spread within a I mean, did you know, did Vrabel know about this? Did he say, hey, guys, you can't be around each other, but then give them a wink? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you know. But here's the plays we're going to run against the Bills. Right. <laughs> here's the right. Here's, here's, yeah, here's what yeah. we're going to do next week. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe. I don't know. Or it gets filtered down. You know, the quarterback coach is like, boy, we should run a lot more flat girl combinations. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. Or, or, you know, and we need to really practice that. Yeah, you're practicing today. I would put that in. You know, I, I, I know. really, to me, when that came out, like, again, I know that there's never been a forfeit in NFL history, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see one now because it's the competitive balance that it, it does throw things out of whack. With but the it kind of feels balance. like they deserve a loss. They deserve a a heavy, heavy, heavy hand right. on this. But nobody deserves a win. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, whether it's the Steelers, the Bills, whomever. And for Steeler, Steeler fans, like, screaming about this, well, they should have to forfeit. Think about this if the Ravens were getting a free win. Oh, right, exactly, right. That's not, you would, you'd be screaming bloody murder right, on right. this, you know. The or Browns, the Browns, right, right. you know, the Browns were the one get, getting the free win. And, right. all, you know, Nobody they deserves a free win. I mean, you could be lucky, just like in the injury world, that you get them when their roster is depleted. Correct. You, you know, yeah. fine. That's how football works, and this year is a little crazier, and you get a little bit lucky that way. Fine. You know, nobody complained when teams had to play against Duck instead of Ben. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same type of deal. But you shouldn't walk in and not have to play, and anybody should get a win. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's, not. It's not fair to the rest of the league. It, it really isn't. So I, I just think that, you but know. It's a mess. 
Steeler fans who are, who are yelling for that um, should take a step back because if it happens this time, that does you know it could certainly happen again, and the next time it works against you com- mm-hmm. completely. Where let's let's say you come down to a tied free playoff spot with somebody or home field advantage or whatever it may sure. be the division championship, and and it's decided because that team got a forfeit and your team didn't. No, right. That's that's not okay. Right. No, it just isn't to me. Again, they should be penalized in some way, shape, or form, or several ways, shapes, and forms. But nobody should benefit because let's say you know they want to give the they want to give the Steelers like hey, you get Tennessee's third round draft pick this year for her next <laughs> for year for your inconvenience for yeah, your troubles for your troubles something <laughs> like that would be okay because it doesn't change who's going to the playoffs this right year yeah it like doesn't that. affect right, the right, com- right. what the competitive balance on the field necessarily or something yeah um, and then New England Stephon Gilmore's you know, and that one's a really interesting situation yeah. because you, Gilmore played in the game right. on Monday night um, Cam didn't. Cam did not, but if you saw after that game, first of all, Gilmore flew on the plane with his teammates. Yeah, right, right, right. across the country, he was part of the team. It's like was in the team. locker rooms after that game. There were there were photos that were tweeted out of Patrick Mahomes and Gilmore exchanging pleasantries after the game, very close face to face. I saw that. Yeah, like um, if you're the Chiefs right now, you're a little you're nervous. Holding your breath, yeah, for sure. Wow. I, I mean, I know nobody feels for the Patriots, but. Uh, Titans aside, no one's been hit harder by the virus situation than New England. When you think about all the opt-outs that they had to deal with, you know, from and now they lose good players. They lose the defensive player of the year and their starting quarterback. You know, yeah. so is Gilmore out for a couple of weeks? I mean, is he on? Oh COVID? yeah, he, he goes on the COVID yeah, list. He, they yeah. said he's asymptomatic, but even at that, you still have to test. I think it's three consecutive days. Once you get through that first, yeah, once you get through that, uh, that you have to continue to test Mm -hmm. uh, negative before you can come back and play. I mean, people are talking about, well, Cam Newton could possibly come back and play this week. I I don't know that he does. When's he? I assume he gets tested every day. Just because he's asymptomatic doesn't mean that he's not still testing positive for the virus. Exactly. Or it's in a system where he can infect others or whatever. I mean... Would we know? I mean, I've never seen that in the I mean, he would have to essentially start testing negative today. Right, for three days in a row. Yeah. So I guess it's possible. It's possible, but highly unlikely if he just started testing positive on Saturday. Right. I mean, it doesn't – I don't know much about the virus, but it doesn't stay in your system for two days. I mean, he's – you know, I know he wears the the Superman shirts and all that stuff, but he's not Superman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, it it wasn't a false test. and You know, some of those type of things always come out late, but – um, yeah, I mean, New England is in trouble. I mean, you saw what the quarterbacks. I mean, right. they're playing Denver this week, so it's a little less. They probably still, you know, they, but, but right. Denver's defense is no joke. Denver could upset them. Absolutely. I mean, there's a chance Drew Locke's back. You know, I mean, not that yeah. he's. I mean, Melvin Gordon either, but... gives him a chance. And, yeah. You know, yeah. to run the football a little bit and, they're you know. to blow Denver's doors off. If, uh, I, I assume they start, uh, Stidham. I would think at this point. Yeah. And he was. Less than impressive. Sure. Yeah, and they're not going to run away from anybody anyways. Right. And right. if all of a sudden you don't have Gilmore, like... Mm-hmm. You change your whole defense around and right. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Weird. Because they're good teams, too. And now there's you know prominent players and... Well, they've got good records. I don't know if they're good teams. Well, they're in the mix. They're not the, <laughs> not the bottom feeders, right. at least. Yeah, it's not the Jets. No, it's not the Jets. Who's starting Joe Flacco this We're week? We're starting Joe Flacco this week. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Just a reminder, everybody, Matt, you recruited Joe Flacco to, at Pitt. That means he's really old. <laughs> mentioned that yesterday. Did he have the unibrow then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He played a little free safety at uh, his high school in Delaware, too. 
but yeah. Surprised you could see past that brow. <laughs> <laughs> I never was with him at Pitt. I watched his tape, recruited him, he committed. I went to Akron, he came to Pitt, so we weren't in the same you building. You should have taken either. him to Akron with you. Yeah, should have. Been, been far better off, I mean. <laughs> right. You know, better than him going to Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be one that's worth watching because now you know the this, the Patriots play the Raiders, who also had a guy test positive this yeah, week. Yeah, I'm saying they got another one too. <sighs> I mean, do you think there's any chance? It's the like six is, degrees of Kevin Bacon here. It is. Do you think there's any chance the league's like we got we should cancel this week of football or anything like that? I don't think so. I don't think, I think so, and, and I think if you're Steeler fans, you you hope that that's not the case, right? Because your team's already not played, you right. know, for and a week. We're three and zero, we're rolling along here, and we got an unexpected buy that we didn't get the benefit from the way we wanted. We're healthy, we're ready to play. Uh, I I don't want another buy. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger kind of talked about that this morning. We'll hear from Ben later in the show. Okay, um, but you know, he talked about. Um, you know, each week I think he felt like he was getting a little bit better, getting his feet sure, under him sure. a little bit more. It's not going to happen overnight. And this kind of slowed the momentum a little bit. I bet. I bet. You know, I bet. So he was a little testy about this whole really, thing this really. morning. Interesting. I mean, I'm sure he was happy with where he was at after game three, three right. wins. Knows he has some kinks to work out. But, but starting to get the feel of the game back mm-hmm. and, you know. You, Speed of it and taking hits and all those And then things. all of a sudden you hit pause. And then you got to hit pause. Unexpectedly. It's not expected. It would yeah. be if you're watching – you knew the schedule was a week four by. Okay, I knew this was coming. No big deal. I right. plan on it. Get through the first three weeks. Chill for the fam for a week, and then start back up. But yeah, that was that not the well. case, and that's not what happened. But uh, yeah, yeah. So right. we'll see what the, what comes of all this. I guess tomorrow is going to be a key day. Are there any new positives tomorrow? Does this go into like the Patriots were planning on coming back to their practice facility today? Well, they've already canceled practice for tomorrow. I'm sure Belichick loses his mind. Oh, without a doubt. Well, right. and again, you're you're playing Denver. Right. So, and when can Tennessee get in there? When can Denver? When's, when does Denver fly into New England? Mm-hmm. You know, decisions have to be made about these things. It's it, Sunday morning. It can't be like what happened to to New, you know. If you were covering the New England Patriots, that game was supposed to be on Sunday. So right. ideal in typically Kansas City, in yeah. Kansas City. So t- Kansas City is a very difficult place to get to. Oh, okay. You right, can't. Right. It's real. You can't get direct flights really from anywhere to Kansas City. So if you're flying from Boston or Providence or wherever you're flying out of... To you're get, not on the team charter. Yeah, you're not right. on the team charter. You're taking a, a, mm-hmm. a commercial flight into Kansas City. You were probably at a connector from somewhere, which meant you probably left early in the morning on Saturday. Via Chicago or something. And when you, you got on the plane, the game was on. Right. <laughs> when you got on the, off the plane in Kansas City, the game was off. Right. Then you got to make sure the hotel has another room for you. Or, yeah. You know, just not that that's an right. issue right now, but you're sitting around in the hotel room for an extra... like. Yeah, you thought you'd be home to take your kid to softball practice, and the team had to delay their flights, and you know, till Monday morning. It just, it just adds a whole new layer of. I'm not sure this story's done for the week, though. No, I don't think so either. And so this is early, and we haven't got much news. But yeah, kind of. Cam Hayward talked about that today. Said you know, it's kind of changing by the minute. Mm -hmm. Um, So you just kind of have to stay light on your feet and adjust to the changes. Yeah, I I really hope Tennessee doesn't get postponed again. Yeah, that would be. They need to get back on the field. They do. Uh, one guy who also needs to get back on the field, and well, he'll be guess back at the back at the stadium. He's been there every game thus far. Will be Bob Labriola, yeah, and yeah. he will join us in the next segment. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You are listening here to the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be joined by Bob right after this. You are tuned to the Drive on your 24/7 home of the Black and Gold Steelers Nation Radio. 
Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and we're pleased to be joined now, as we are every Wednesday, by Bob Labriola, the editor of Steelers.com and Steelers Digest. And uh, Bob, uh, well, it's been an interesting uh, past, oh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten days now? (laughs) Yeah, and especially the last, I don't know, four or five hours have certainly um, kept me glued uh, to my (laughs) Twitter feed. Uh, my Twitter timeline, I think, is what the kids call it. There you go. Um, and, um, you know, we were talking off the air. Uh, you know, I'm not the commissioner, and the Tennessee Titans are probably going to be very happy to uh, know that when I t- say what I'm going to say. Uh, but if I were the commissioner, uh, there would be some real wrath of God punishment raining down on Nashville, Tennessee, here uh, in the next, I don't know, whatever, 24 hours, because... You know, this is uh, this is a you know this is not well. It's different in the, in the sense that this kind of cheating is different in the sense that because you're dealing with a virus that is contagious, it can spread uh, in in ways and quickly that are not usually associated with you know sports. And so, you know, the punishment for this kind of stuff to me has to be more severe than deflating footballs and, um, you know, your headphones, your uh, headsets going out, (laughs) um, you know, like uh, Vrabel's mentor in uh, New England always, you know, seemed Mm to uh, be associated with. And so, you know, um, again, I I think it has to be severe to the point where almost ridiculous so that other teams look at it and say, whoa, man, that that is so not worth it. Yeah, I I agree, and I think that I'm I Matt and I, I think we're both in agreement. That you you can't retroactively give the Steelers a forfeit unless you're going to make the bill the the Titans forfeit against the Bills as well. Uh, I'm of the belief that those guys should all be suspended for the remainder of the season. Uh, Vrabel should be suspended as well, and you know that way nobody gets a competitive advantage or disadvantage. Uh, moving forward, I mean, and it's on video. You know exactly who you know exactly right? who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they can they can you know say whatever they want to say. Well, that wasn't me. Well, we got video of you right here. That's you. Catching a pass from Tannehill. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, well, and and like I said, you know, again before we came on the air, AJ Brown, the one receiver, said, you know, I'd never get convicted in a court of law from that picture. I um, I am invoking my Fifth Amendment rights, or whatever. you have no Fifth my Amendment rights with Roger right. Goodell. <laughs> Ask Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to answer it. And if I don't like your answer, then, you know, that's good enough for me to do what I was going to do anyway. Uh, The way the Steelers could be impacted by this, though, you know, I looked at the schedule. A three-week suspension for any of those people, if it lasts three weeks, would take them out of the Steelers game. I think they, again, I think it's the rest of the season. You don't get to participate, and oh, by the way, because you're going to stink because you lose those guys, you lose your first first round draft pick as well as as the organization. Boom. They would not like me. No, that's uh, rather harsh. Yeah. I, I'm in agreement that it needs to be harsh, though. That's so just, it never happens again. It period. would not happen. You know, you you see stuff with like the you know they they slapped uh, the Raiders with uh, five thousand and ten thousand dollar fines for going out to an event and not wearing masks, mm-hmm. um, and and the NFLPA is appealing that. I'm sorry. I'm bro- I'm dropping the hammer on these guys. They were explicitly told 
you cannot be around each other right now because this virus is, is out of control on your team, and they did it anyways. Mm-hmm. They did it anyways. And football aside, kind of like Labs was saying, someone could get very sick or Absolutely. worse. You know, I mean, or take it home to them. their families, That's or you know, right. spread the thing. It's just, it's just, it's just silliness that didn't need to happen. Um, you know, yeah, and the mask wearing thing too. To me, I mean, Gruden needs Gruden. I, I would do things to Gruden that you know would probably violate the Geneva Convention. <laughs> um, but I mean, he just continues to flaunt that mask rule. Yeah, you're right. On TV, yeah, blatantly, um, right? That, and that's just not going to happen. I mean, I'd staple that thing to the sides of his head. <laughs> uh, no, because you just, you know, that's the kind of thing that when um, someone of his stature, not only with the team but in the league, you know, he's isn't he? He's the highest paid coach, right? Uh, I believe something. so. And he's got a okay he's, he's part a ownership of the team. Everybody yeah, knows him, right? And so um, he, you got to make an example out of him. You just do. Well, I think too and, with with uh, the with the coaches, Bob, and, and I, I put some of this on the officials. I would put some of this on the game officials. Like if you see a coach on the sidelines, or he takes he takes his mask off to yell at you or anything like that, automatic fifteen yard penalty. That's unsportsmanlike conduct. Boom. That would end I real think, quick. Yeah, there should be a penalty. Right. It would end I, real quick. The only quick. thing with that is I I do believe that there are procedures, you know, within the bylaws, uh, how to make rules. Pertaining to the game, you well, know that's why I mean? I, that's why I would call it I would call it unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, and make it the same. It's the same thing as if you just swore at me. Like last week, you were talking uh, about how you get some refs faces. The, the, the NFL, uh, the NFL right. Referees Association, uh, filed a complaint against John Harbaugh because he pulled his mask down and got and went nose to nose with one of the officials two weeks ago in that game against Kansas City, and was screaming at the guy. With no mask on, you know, inches from his face, that's unsportsmanlike conduct. Right. That's the same as if he swore at him. You know, I'm always in favor of punishing <laughs> Harbaugh. You know, which the entire family, I mean, you know, take their turkey away Thanksgiving Day, too, if you could get away with it, or no gravy on the mashed potatoes. Um, but, um, you, know, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I do think, though, that. Um, you know, difference-making fines, draft picks, those are the kinds of things I believe that Roger can do uh, autonomously without involving, um, because I don't know that the union would have anything to say about taking draft picks away from a team. Yeah, they wouldn't. They, they, uh, they have it, nothing to it say about It doesn't involve right. any of their um, members. You know, it's, it's, you know, kind of ownership, penalized ownership to the point where, you know, um, Mark Davis goes down to Chucky and says, hey, look, cut it out. You know, I mean, or, or just start working for nothing, because that's what we're getting to. Um, but it's, it, it, you know, because, and the, the, the thing about it is, is, you know, everybody wants a football season. Right. You know, you want it to end, you, uh, you know, a Super Bowl. I, I, I'm, I'm with Roger. I want to see him standing on that podium handing that trophy to somebody. I would prefer it's not a Harbaugh, but you know. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you know, you're you're talking about, and I don't know if it really elevates to this level, but it sounds good to me right now as the three of us are sitting around talking. You know, the integrity of the sport, um, and again, you know, the the cavalier approach to this kind of disease, where over two hundred thousand people have already died, to me, is just inexcusable. Uh, it's beyond arrogance. And um, 
again, if I had the ability, the position to lay the hammer down on those who are doing this, uh, I would. And um, as you mentioned, they wouldn't like me very much. And plus, they've been told ahead of time, you know, that this right. is, that's the key is these are the rules, COVID aside, whatever, these are league rules, you're breaking them, there should be a penalty and to Dale's point, get back to the Titans, I have no problem with suspensions, fines, draft picks, all those things. My only qualm would be I don't think any other team should benefit. The Steelers don't deserve a win from forfeit. The Bills don't deserve a win. I mean, that's that screws up the balance of the league and playoff seedings and things like that. Yeah, um, you. but, you know, essentially what you're doing, you know, if you – because uh, – Based on, and again, I'm just going by what I've seen on Twitter, um, you know, the starting quarterback and all the receivers, if you take them off that team, sure, you know, that's essentially making them forfeit unless... Well, but they're the, the group, other... they're the group that, that broke the rules. No, no, no. I'm not... Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. I mean... addressing Matt saying, uh, giving them a forfeit um, upsets the balance of power. I, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, but I do think you would agree that, you know, tying their hands behind their back to that extent is virtually the same thing. I hear you, but I just don't think anyone yeah. deserves a free win. I mean, the Steelers played, okay. no, know, I, played I, with I'm Doc Codges last year. Yeah. Uh, if, if the suspensions, um, you know, do come down and, uh, and and they do include, you know, the significant people, and I'm, I'm with Dale. I think it was Dale who said Vrabel. The head coach yeah. should be involved in that, too. Yep. Um, because he's in charge. He's responsible. Right. Absolutely. Right. You're because telling me I'm those sure. guys did that on their own without without first talking to the head coach to say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do this." Uh, you don't know anything about it, or he told them, "Wink, wink, nudge, nudge." Say, uh, "Go uh, work you know, on red zone offense while you're out." AJ <laughs> AJ's been out for AJ Brown's been out for the last two weeks. We uh, need to get him back. You know, get him up and running here. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he could have he could have handled it preemptively and right. said. You do not violate under this. any they circumstances. Say, no, yeah. no, and that's it. We'll deal with this on the other end. Excuse me. Figure out a way, you know, to make up this lost time. But we're not going to fault these rules because, you know, the punishment on the other side is just going to be more prohibitive, more prohibitive, you know, than we can afford to deal with. Yeah, and, and again, I think you, Monday. I think you just you lay down the law on this one, and, and you make sure that this never ever happens. I mean, they suspended Sean Payton for a, a year for the Bounty Gate thing, and you can't possibly tell me uh, that the, that no other coach has ever paid out bounties or anything like that oh, sure, over right. the history of the game. But they wanted to make a, make an example of them. This can't happen in our game. This. There's, there's, we don't want to have to deal with this again. So they suspended him for a season. Yeah, I, I, you know, I can't say that I disagree with any of that. Um, I just hope that the um, players were suspended you know, the, in that instance as well. Yes, the, the way that the league, you know, reacts to this, I, I just hope that they don't wimp out. You know, between now and when it comes time to actually, um, you know, announce. Um, the decisions. And then that aside, I hope we at least get a game. You know, like all this foolishness could screw up Titans, Bills, Titans the following week. Like, who wants to play against the Titans right now and get on a field with that crew? That, and see, that, that would be the only thing. 
Matt, that I would say about uh, against your position of no forfeits. Mm-hmm. Because, no, again, no it's not, it's, it, right, it's not like it, um, you know, they practice when they weren't supposed to, but the fact that they could be contagious mm-hmm. as a result. So I'm going to line up against this me, guy and block him 60 times. Right, right yeah. yeah, I don't, you know, because you saw the, um, and I'm not saying that this rises to the same level of what the Titans did, but Stephon Gilmore, who has since tested positive, you know, meeting up with Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. on the field, you know, that after the game. Um, and now, the, you know, those kinds of interactions have been banned. But if I'm Andy Reid or if I'm, uh, you know, Clark Hunt um, and, you know, some some slappy uh, infects my quarterback. <laughs> right. You know, I have a couple bucks invested we, in. Now yeah. we have problems, yeah. you know, in terms of. So, um, you know, I, I do see what you're saying, Matt. But as I said, that would be to me the the exception to that because you're dealing with something that's highly contagious. Dale mentioned it, though. Like, how jacked off would Steeler fans be, though, if the Browns or Ravens got a free win because they happen to have the Titans on their schedule at the right time? That's my point. Nobody should deserve a win for free. Okay. Uh, You know, but uh, again, um, I'm I'm looking at it more from the, um, the offender. Not, mm-hmm. the, not right, the right, team right. or the individuals that benefit from it. You know, the, to me, that's that's happenstance of the schedule. Um, you know, because uh, looking at the Steelers and how things could turn out towards the end of December, you know, I'm not interested in the Buffalo Bills getting a free win either. No, exactly. Right, right. and and that's the thing. You know, it, it comes down to you know, if if, if somebody if a, if there's a bye week determined and I know there's only one this year but if there if the bye week at the end of this at the end before the playoff start is determined by a forfeit or you know you know somebody's seating is is determined by a forfeit or you don't make the playoffs and that's determined by a forfeit that's that's not good for the league it's not good for anybody sure and if the bills get one this week why didn't the Steelers deserve one last week then right or how about the team that plays the bills next you know they don't want to get in the field with them either you mean the, the team that plays the Titans next? Titans, I'm sorry, right, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, all of those are, and, and this is the, what, I, what I was saying was, I hope that it doesn't come become too convoluted and too mired in, you know, bureaucratic gobbledygook. Uh, once, you know, when you get from, okay, this is what they did, now this is going to be the penalty. You know, too much, you know, talking about it and trying to mitigate it and, you know, massage it and and make it fair to everyone. To me, is is impossible. Uh, and you know, that was one of the things that you know I had heard very early in this process. And Mike Tomlin has mentioned, you know, when talking about it, um, there's not necessarily um, a uh, ironclad mandate that everything's going to be fair this year. You know, there, 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 right. there might have to be, I won't say corners cut or whatever, but there's going to be some situations because of the uniqueness of, you know, this global pandemic and the nature of football and how this virus is transmitted and all that stuff where it, it could end up not being fair to everyone. And But to me, that needs to be... Um, kind of moved aside a little bit in the interest of making sure you punish the guilty. That's good and point. if some people um, benefit from it and others don't, 
well, then to me, that's that's the way that you know uh, the cookie crumbles. But the guilty have to be punished, and it has to sting. And uh, outside of that, you know, you just hope that you know with the way the calendar is is um, you know arranged that hey, maybe your team or your favorite team or whatever benefits, you know, gets lucky. Um, and but if not, again, I, I I'm definitely. Uh, militant about the fact that the guilty need to be punished. I agree. Our guest is Bob Labriola of uh, Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. Uh, Bob, uh, did you watch the Eagles play Monday night? And what, I know you're a guy that lives in his fears, uh, what scares you about this team? Um, no, I, I used the Beano Cook line on that Monday night game, haven't I suffered enough? Um <laughs> Uh, I, I did. I watched the um, the other game, um, New England and Kansas City. And oh, by the way, is anybody going to tell me that the great Bill Belichick's backup quarterback situation is every bit as bad as the Steelers, according to whoever? I mean, anybody who thinks um, Brian Hoyer and what other the, the Auburn kids are yeah. significantly better than Mason Rudolph? Uh, I have to disagree, but anyway, um, the thing about the Eagles, Cam. I'm, I'm sorry. Imagine if they didn't sign Cam Newton, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, they're like a they're like a five win football that. team, right? Yeah, um, but anyway, um, you know, I I uh, I'm friendly with uh, the guy in Philadelphia who kind of has my job with the Eagles, and um, he and I were just touching base. And, you know, I was asking him, you know, and I've known him long enough that, you know, he's honest. And he said, you know, his quote was, we suck. <laughs> and they have no receivers and no offensive tackles. Um, the only thing, you know, that I could see posing a problem for the Steelers' defense would be the tight end. But when you look at Zach Ertz, I mean, beyond um, maybe what he has done in the past, he doesn't look the same. He has like anymore. I don't know, thirteen catches for you know fifty, 50 yards. yards. Yeah, yeah I mean, he runs like me. Uh, yeah. Right, he's not necessarily you know he's not Kelsey, he's not Gronkowski when you know before um, his body broke down. You know, he's not one of those. He's not even Eric Ebron. No, he's a catch and fall down guy now. Um, and he really can't very get get very far off the line of scrimmage because. You know, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, Carson Wentz has to let the ball go because Jordan Maylotta and the guy who's splitting time with Wayne Johnson who has that uh, injury and can only play, you know, portions of games, I think his name's Driscoll. Yeah, Um, yeah. he's a rookie. Don't afford him a lot of time. So, you know, in terms of the Eagles' offense, you know, if this this game was being played last year and the Steelers needed – you know, to keep them under 14 points to have any chance, you know, that would make me a little nervous because, you know, 14 points aren't necessarily that difficult to score in the NFL. There's turnovers and special teams, et cetera. But, I mean, you know, without a lot of help from the Steelers in terms of um, turnovers and penalties and just sloppiness, I really can't see a realistic scenario in which the Eagles score, 
I don't know, more than seven, 17 points to me would be the top end. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think with Ben, this offense can do better. And so um, I, the game makes me nervous because I really can't see a way they can lose. And that always makes me <laughs> Sure. <laughs> and, Labs, you kind of mentioned it. If the, the Steelers don't give them a lot of gifts – well, that's exactly what the Niners did. The Niners lost that game much more than the Eagles won it. I mean, it was a miserable performance. I was telling Dale, it looked like Nick Mullins was a double agent, you know, that he was getting paid by the, the, the Eagles, too. I mean, he was horrible. Yeah, and, and that's another backup quarterback situation that is something less than, you know, stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, right. And, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be solely turning the ball over. I mean, you know, timely, stupid, costly penalties can, you know, accomplish the same thing. And so, you know, in the past, the Steelers haven't necessarily been razor sharp uh, on their weekend after a bye. But, um, you know, again, hopefully uh, some things combine, some fans in the stands playing at home. Maybe they're a little honked off. Um you know, based on how they uh, how the cards kind of were dealt to them um, last week, late last week, and uh, you know, this is one you know just win, baby. Uh, this is just get out of there with a victory. To, to me, the aesthetics really are meaningless. Uh, the Eagles are a team that just are waiting to be put out of their misery. Just do it. Um, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be by a big number. Um, and the only other thing that I would stress is um, do your best to keep Fletcher Cox away from number seven yep. because, um, you know, he's a big bad man. He is, and, and they like to use a rotation there. And, Bob, I, I wrote uh, yesterday that one way that the Steelers could do that would be to use a little more hurry-up. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of that this year. We could keep, but you keep the Eagles from subbing in those defensive linemen, and we saw Fletcher Cox uh, leaving the field with some cramps and getting IVs in San Francisco last week. Where are those big guys out? Yeah, Start running plays quickly and, and get up to the line of scrimmage and run the next one and and, and force them to to play more snaps than they want to play them. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that in theory, but I'm going to go back to what I had just said about um, you know coming off a bye. You know, that what you don't want is, uh, you know, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, punt on a hurry-up where you eat up like 16 seconds of game time and you put your defense out there again. If, if there can be some, uh, and I don't know how you know this in advance, uh, but you can't run the hurry-up if, if you're not converting third downs, you know, if, if things aren't operating smoothly. Um, so that's my only fear with that. But, Dale, I do agree with you that, um, you know, if, if the offense is clicking, if Ben is feeling it, if it's one of those days, absolutely. Uh, because I think it could solve, you know, a lot of problems. Maybe, you know, get you off to a quick start, get some points on the board early, put the Eagles on their heels, wear out their defense, all of that good stuff. But, again, if you're not making first downs, if you're not converting third downs, all you're doing is getting yourself off the field quick and not running any clock, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not in favor of that. Yeah, Chip Kelly found out that the hurry-up can uh, get your defense pretty tired, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, and I, I, I remember that from uh, really the, the time that it really, I don't know, smacked me in the face was the 1997 AFC Championship game. 
you know, when Shane Gailey went hurry up uh, with Cordell at the end of the first half, and all it did was get the ball to John Elway quicker. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do have to be smart about it. Sure. Right? <laughs> but, well, <laughs> and again, you don't idea. know um, if, you know, you don't know if the offense is feeling it or not until you're actually involved in it. And by then it could be too late. So, uh, I don't know. I, I Maybe you, you try some regular, uh, you know, not hurry up, but you know, some regular offense in terms of tempo. And if, and if you see that these guys are feeling it, then maybe you can come out with that. Um, but starting the game with it cold, that would make me nervous. Our guest has been Bob Labriola, the editor of Steelers Digest and Steelers.com. He joins us here every Wednesday on The Drive. Uh, Bob, we're going to let you go. I'll see you on uh, Sunday uh, down at the game with, uh, well, 5,500 of your closest friends. (laughs) And who knows, you know, maybe when they play Renegade, um, it'll actually feel like Renegade. There you go. All right. uh, He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lawley here with Matt Williamson and uh, Matt, uh, appreciate, we appreciate uh, Bob Labriola stopping yeah, by as he does. Segment. Yeah, um, it gives another voice to the to the show here. But um, absolutely, you know, I, I was just uh, saw something that was tweeted out from NFL.com and listing the uh, top five candidates for NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and T.J. Watt was third on the list. Okay. And he was third on the list because the two guys ahead of him, well, they've got better stats right now because they played an extra game. Oh, like, an extra game, right. Like, that, that's gonna, that, that always bothers me, and it usually bothers me with early buys, let alone one that wasn't foreseen. Right. Oh, look at all the touchdowns he has. Well, he played an extra game. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Like, like they had, and Gil Brandt wrote the article, so okay. I always take that everything was... Gil Brandt writes with a grain of salt. Right. But, well, Garrett leads the league in sacks with five. Well, Watt was leading the league in sacks be, be, before, before he had to sit out last week. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, I, to me, T.J. Watt right now is the front runner. You think? They've got the, they've got one of the top. De- you can't. The Browns have a good defense. They've been they played mm-hmm. well on defense. Oh no doubt. But I don't think well, you can. So so indeed. They've, they're yeah. allowing thirty one points a game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, which to me disqualifies you for NFL Defensive Player of the Year consideration. You'd have to be very special. You right. Know, like, you got to be Superman. Wasn't there some year Cal Ripken won the MVP even though they were like a last place team? Which is silly. I mean, if you're awesome, you better be. I mean, you better be by far yeah. the best player in the league for those type of things. I mean. The Browns have a good record. Miles Garrett's a great player. Um, if he were defensive MVP, I don't think anybody would be rolling over about it. But um, to say that he's noticeably better than Watt, I think, is crazy, especially with an extra game, 25% more to show. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I just I just looked at that. I'm like, kind of shook my head. I'm like, how can you? Who are the other names being considered? I haven't given that award any thought. To uh, Garrett, number one. DeForest Buckner, number two. I mean, he was a name I was going to mention. Yeah, I mean, again, he's at least playing in a good defense. Or a team is playing... Really, it's statistically yeah. the best defense in the league This right is playing now, right? very good defense. Um, I mean, Aaron Donald's, Donald's on there because Aaron Donald's always on there. Yeah, as he should. And then Le- Levante David. 
Huh. That's a really you, good defense, too. Y- yeah, you probably have to look at so who's their best player on defense. And there's not one that just jumps above all the others, but his lifetime is awesome, and he's still really good. Yeah. It's funny, though. I mean, that award in general, I would almost bet goes to a front-line player. I mean, I know Typically, Gilmore yeah. Last year, somebody who gets sacked, somebody who gets there's interceptions. There's not a linebacker or – I mean, I know Gilmore won it last year, but there's not a Keekly, there's not a Wagner who's just way better than everybody else. Yeah. There's just so many good big men right now, and – Imagine if they stopped, started calling holds. Imagine, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I just look at it and like, I'm sorry, Miles Garrett, you're playing well. You're a good player. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so I, I was asked by Tom Reed, who's of course uh, been on the show before. Right? Yeah, he said. He said, which one do you think is better right now? I said, well, they're they're two different players. They're asked to do different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Watt will drop in the coverage, and what you know, he'll do a little bit more of those kind of things. Um, I, I think Watt is slightly better. I do too, but you can do more with Watt than you can with Garrett uh, in terms of right. You, you know, just getting the matchups that you want, dropping it. He can cover. He, you know, he's already got an interception this year. He had mm-hmm. two last year. Um, getting the ball out, creating yeah. fumbles, creating turnovers. But if I were drawing up a defensive end from scratch, it would look like Miles Garrett, who's you know, sure, you know, yeah. Chase Young, first pick in the draft, looking guys that can do so much and have so much ability. Um, and then there's a lot of those guys in the league right now. I mean, I wrote that article weeks ago, but splitting hairs between the Bosa's and Watt and Garrett and Max, it's difficult. And, you know, there's so many really, really good ones. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I, you know. Uh, one guy we don't see on there though is Stephon Gilmore. That no, can be awfully difficult for. I mean, a defensive back wins it like once every twenty years. Mm-hmm. And, and then if he wasn't a Patriot, he wouldn't have won it. I mean, yeah. their their defensive numbers through what ten weeks or so were just we're, ridiculous. We're nuts, and then they just fell off. And they fell off, and they had to play tougher teams. And, yeah, you know, they scored a lot of points on defense. So, there, and there wasn't another. You know, the, Aaron Donald didn't have his usual year. TJ was really good, but usually you have to be good for a year or so before you win it. You know, it's yeah, kind of right. one of those type of deals. You know, you get on the radar. You know? Yeah, so he's on the radar now. Um, Garrett got suspended for being an idiot. And- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're going to take another break before we get to the fantasy football focus. Lots of uh, news and notes from around the league today. Uh, this is Wednesday, so everybody return to the practice field. Interesting stuff. Uh, good show uh, today, Matt. Yeah, um, it was fun. Yeah, we want to thank uh, Bob Labriola for stopping by. Uh, we want to thank uh, my partner, Matt Williamson. We want to thank Jacob here on site, keeping us on the air. And we want to thank you. I'm Dale Lally for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.